This is the Black Doctoral Network podcast. This is a podcast where we will highlight different professionals from the academic world and professional world, different research ideas, different political and subject thoughts around different concepts and current events. Uh, this is our first podcast, so we will be conducting different formats of the podcast going forward, and we'd like you to enjoy this style. So feel free to dive in and let's listen into what Dr. Small has to say today. Thank you. And so this is our first podcast. So Dr. Small, welcome to the podcast. Welcome being our first guest. Um, I want to say thank you for a short notice and getting on board and uh, scheduling everything with me. So I appreciate that. Um, first and foremost, I wanted to run by. So your new book, I was looking at your LinkedIn. I saw the new post that you had there. So yeah. tell me a little about your journey, the new post, the new book that's coming out actually. Sure. So the title is Our Leadership Journey. Shared Stories, Lessons, and Advice for Women of Color. And the foundation of the book is actually my dissertation, my doctoral research. Um, and it focused on the self-limiting factors that prevent leadership emergence for women of color. So when you think about just, you know, for the most part, in most spaces, it's a predominantly white space. So when you think about the environment, it's not necessarily a friendly environment um, for us. But beyond that, you know, there are those opportunities where we, you know, we're in a supportive environment, we have mentors, we have sponsors, and opportunities come up and we're just like, nah, I'll pass. And I wanted to really understand why we make the decision to say, I'm going to pass this up, and kind of what some of those factors are. So it's based in the research. And then as I was kind of going through what I wanted to do with it. And I know a lot of folks will, you know, publish their research. I am more of a practitioner than an academic. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to use it for in, in, in that space. And it was just like, you know, let's write a book. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the foundation. It specifically talks about leadership, the model that I created for leadership, some of the background information from my research, the stories that I tell of the women, hence shared stories, are the women that I interviewed um, as a part of the process. And, you know, I had the, the, the add-on. So there was the translation from the academic speak to the practitioner speak. And then I really wanted it to be something that would help professional women, women that are, you know, in corporate America, trying to go through corporate America, just trying to find their way that that they know that they can make a difference, that they can be great leaders in whatever space and have a resource for them. And it was it's it was a resource that I did not have. Um, so I wanted to kind of make it that so that's where the lessons and advice came from. So, you know, what lessons did I learn as I went through my journey to reach the position that I was in, you know, what advice can I give someone coming up or even, you know, a peer that's, you know, having challenges. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a space where we can see ourselves because we generally don't have, we don't have that. There aren't very many mm -hmm. of us in leadership positions within our organizations. There really isn't any representation. And a lot of us being the only one in the room really think, you know, and feel that we are actually the only ones that go through this. And, you know, there, there's a lot of us, there's a sisterhood. So, you know, I say it's the, the mentor that I needed, I didn't have, and now the mentor that I've become to other young women. 
Yeah. And, and things like that, you know, it reminds me because the way you said that too, and about sitting at the table and having a voice and it's, it's always about a motto that I heard of is, you know, you have to dress like the person that you want to be. You have to be able to sit at the table, eat the food that you may not want to eat. Now, once you're sitting there and eating, you're comfortable. Now you can change the menu. Now you can switch things up a little bit. Now you have a vote and a voice to say something different and change the things. Um, and I think even during this time, obviously, you know, during the BLM movement and during all the crisis that's going on, it's important to have that mentorship and to have that type of leadership to help other women and other people of color and people of different statures to come up to that level and to be present, you know, in their, uh, in their new life, you know, essentially. Um, and I got to say myself, even too, I didn't have those type of leaders and I meant one um, during my undergrad and he became one of my mentors and he brought me up to where I am today too, the same thing. Um, and it's really important. I think this is one of the most prominent things to have as a, a young ad adolescent, you know, growing up, essentially. Absolutely. And I, my mentor is actually a man. I, I, I never saw a woman, at least within the organizations that I was in. And, you know, I found out that they, they did exist. And, you know, I joined groups, you know, like BDN um, before I, you know, was a part of, you know, the BDN kind of like team. I joined BDM, I joined other networks where I got to see people that look like me that were that were doing the things that I was I was doing. It was kind of like I need to stay connected with these people. But my, you know, to your point, the person that taught me everything um, that I do, my mentor, wasn't a woman. And he could he could only teach me as much as he could based on his experiences, understanding that my experiences would be vastly different than his. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. So like, I, I feel the same way, because when I first started working with BDN and attending the conference, it was back in, oh, I don't know, 2012, might have been 2013. I forgot what it was when the first one, the first conference they had. Um, and just before that, I was in my grad program and my MBA, and I used, was working with my mentor doing some uh, some publications. And we went to conferences and we present our material. And then he connected me. He's like, hey, you should go to the BDN conference. And I was like, well, I'm not a doctor can I even go? He's like, yeah, it's for anyone of, um, that want to be there, you know, essentially that want to be part of this club. So um, I went there uh, first year, I met Dr. Colonel West, Julian Melvo, and I was like, wow, this is like the leaders that I didn't think I'd be ever to meet them, you know, yeah. got a picture with them and it kind of just blew my whole weekend. It was just amazing, you know. Um, but I think, you know, just getting those people to that room or even now if we're going to be doing virtual this year, getting those people that you know into the conference and, and I spread the word as much as I can, but getting them to meet the people and connect with them because mm -hmm. there is so many people that are like-minded like us that we don't even know that they're there and we don't even take uh, appreciation for what's around us. And before you know it, I, you know, now my, my whole network, if you look at my LinkedIn, I'm like just connected to so many people that yeah. want to, that I want to be like, you know? Um, and it's just being part of those associations, the societies, the BL, you know, BLM movement, like all these things are really pushing things together. So it's, mm -hmm. it's amazing to see how that works together like that, you know? And I didn't, I didn't, I think I went to my first BDN conference, I want to say maybe 2014 or 2015, never knew that it existed. There was someone that I was connected with on Facebook and uh, awesome, awesome woman that I've worked for. Um, and she's like, you know, she just went to the Black Doctoral Network. I was like, there, there's a network for Black PhDs? What, what is this? I need to be a part of this. And um, I was a, an attendee at the conference. And I, yeah, I think that was like maybe 2014, 2015, maybe. And then I was like, this is, this is awesome. 
because mm -hmm. I did not know that existed. And of course, I was, I think I was one of three people in my cohort for my PhD program. And I think in total, since the inception of the program, there had maybe been maybe five or six of us. Mm -hmm. um, and then the following year, I actually was able to present some research at the conference, um, which was also an amazing experience because, you know, imposter syndrome is kind of like, all right, well, I'm new mm -hmm. to this whole PhD thing. <laughs> and, you know, here I am thinking, I'm going to share my research. But kind of like, it, was, it was literally like, you know, or at least I felt it was, it was, I felt as if it was only a paper. And when I realized, you know, in, in sharing, you know, the findings of my research and just the impact that it had on the people that were part of the session, it was kind of like, wow, like I need, I really need to do this more. Um, and that's also part of where, you know, I think about the book and just kind of sharing, sharing my knowledge, sharing my experiences, sharing my stories, because I saw it really make a difference and it made a difference to people like me. And it was kind of like, no, this is, this is what I have to continue to do for the rest of my life. It was the same, I feel the same way when I went to present with, and I can mention his name on here because he's going to be a guest at some point. I'm going to make sure he's one of my guests. Uh, it's Dr. Uh, Daryl Burrell. And so I think it was back in 2011, 2010, 2011, it was in May and we went to Nashville for a conference and really funny story. He was there at, in Nashville at the time and we were going to a conference. It was a joint conference, one in one hotel and one in another hotel like across the street. He was at the other conference because he wants to, you know, he's going to get his bank for his buck. So he's going to Nashville. He's doing as many things as he can. And so it's about what, 11.45 midday around lunch. And it's our turn to present because we did a joint presentation together. And it's about 11.45. And we're supposed to present at like 12 just before lunch break. And I don't see him around. And mind you, I've never met him in person. I've only talked to him on the phone and just okay. a few emails, obviously, you know. And so time comes up. Um, time to present 12 o'clock, no one's around and, and they call my name up and Dr. Burrell and I'm like, oh, I'll go present. I have the PowerPoint. All I had was what we did on the paper, you know, all the research and I did some notes <laughs> and I get up there and here I am at 21, 22 years old. I forget how, I might've been like, no, I must've been 22. I don't remember exactly, but get up there and make the presentation. Uh, you know, I spit it out for 15, 20 minutes. I get a couple comments, a couple questions, they clap, they applaud. Um, I go sit down and then a minute later, the moderator comes up, we break for lunch. As we're leaving the room, I go out into the hallway of the hotel. Guess who I see? Dr. Burrell standing there as he's, he's, he was trying to be on time, but he didn't make it on time. So I went out there and we talked and that alone was my first presentation. You know, he wasn't there to do the first one with me because he had another one later in the day. But mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, here I am trying to talk about this topic that I know very well, but to the professionals of the field that are in front of me, you know, there's probably 25 people in the room yeah. and I'm just sweating. I'm just so nervous and whatnot. And it's like, wow. So I got to keep doing this nervousness to get away from this nervousness. Mm -hmm. And um, I hated public speaking. I didn't like it at all. I, and then I so still don't. I st this, this makes me nervous right here. This, exactly is gonna be, this is published. Like this yeah. is going to be on YouTube. This is going to be on Spotify everywhere, same. you know? So, um, but you have to make those challenges. You have to go against the grain and go upstream and, you know, whatever makes you nervous and, and anxiety, you know, you have to go against these things and really just pursue them. Um, so I think that's like one of the learning lessons I learned there. I kind of use that with my students now. I mentor them as well the same way. And it's just really taking them under your wing, mm -hmm. working with them, tell them how to, you know, structure your, your grammar, your working and your career oriented and try to make things like 
personal to you, you know, but in your life. And um, it just makes things so much better when you have that personal experience that you can bring to the table that you can take with you and say, hey, I've done this. This is what I did when I was your age. This yeah. is what you want to do if you want to get here. You know, it's big things like that. Yeah. And I think, and I think that one of the, the greatest things about BDN is that it creates that safe space for us because it is for, for us and we don't have to worry about, um, and, and in general, we should not have to be fearful of judgment or anything like that. But that was one of the things that I, that kind of helped me that be, I mean, I technically still get really nervous about public speaking. Um, but I, and I really liked being in that space because it felt safe because mm -hmm. there were people like me and they understood because what I was talking about, I was talking about the stories that we shared. A lot of my research that I've done as just a part of my studies, my dissertation and now the book are really centered around people of color, in particular women of color, and to some extent more, more specifically black women. So I was, I was talking to my audience, so they got it. And you want people, you want people to get your work because the impact is when, when they get it. Mm -hmm. And BDN, yeah. for, for me, that, that's what BDN has been for me when I was, you know, a student and just participating and now just being a part of the BDN team. We're still, you know, that's the work that we're doing. We're still trying to create that safe space, but also open up spaces for us that, you know, haven't traditionally been, I'll say, or, or given us the opportunity to, to be there and be ourselves. And I just, um, you know, I don't, I love BDN, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is why I'm a part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, same way too. And I feel like, you know, now when I went to the conference, the last time I went to, there was Atlanta a few years ago in person. Mm -hmm. And um, and, you know, when they open up the world to the undergrad, you know, the undergrad is now be able to present there and do the their posters. It's like, so these younger students, essentially, that are coming in here, presenting the material and winning an award or whatever it may be, or presenting their topic. And now we see some of the scholars of the practitioners coming into there, judging mm -hmm. them and critiquing them and saying, this is really interesting. This is amazing and really just mind blown about what they're doing. It really makes them wake up and say, hey, wait a minute, I can be you one day. I can do what you're doing. I can go get to that degree level if I want to go to the graduate school, you know. Um, but I think the BDN in general for me is, is, like you said, it's a safe space. It's a place for all of us to gather and to congregate, share ideas, like-minded talks, and just really put together a lot of work, you know. And I think things like this, like a podcast or a video or even just conferences, it just really puts everyone together in one space space and it's like hey wait a minute let's come back let's huddle up let's talk about this for a minute and mm -hmm. and that's what we do here you know that we really share a lot of ideas and really connect with people that you don't even know or in your same network that you didn't even you know even know who was there mm -hmm. um bdn is really good for that and i think that's one of the most profitable parts of of bdn how we work together as a big united team here you know and what i just want to go back to something you said um about mm. the undergrad posters and you have you know, practitioners and academics. And what what I found to be really interesting and really great was that it ran, like, I didn't even know there were so many people that were doing so many different things. And it's like, you know, my PhD is in human capital management. You know, mm -hmm. we have like physicists and doctors of education and psychology and 
all of, you know, MDs and JDs and like all of these different specialties. And even with those differences, our commonalities allow for just such an ease of community and conversation. And you always want to be in a space like that. Um, and I think part of the work that I am doing with BDN is to try and help create those spaces. Um, but I think to one of the points that you mentioned earlier and just in kind of the environment that we are in, the work that we're doing now in, you know, for this organization, just what we're doing individually in our own organizations with our mentees is absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely critical because we, we need to take back our narrative and start mm -hmm. to create our own stories and be the creators of our own stories and be able to live them and embrace them and empower those, you know, those undergraduates that come to the conference, the young people that you teach and mentor, the mentees that I have that it's okay, be you, be unapologetically you, and embrace everything that makes you different and just be firm in yourself and confident and always speak your truth. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it is really to tell the truth, tell your story and, you know, be who you are and really shine your light, you know, because everyone comes up with a different story. People come growing up in the projects and in different places down south and even northwest, mm -hmm. northeast, and they have different experiences and they grow up through different lines. They have different part-time jobs they go through and they really want to share some talks about what they experience. And then even now, the light is shining on us more than ever, especially with BDN going on. We have talks at our universities about it, um, about how do we create diversity? How do we empower leadership, you know, through cult multicultural? And it's just, it's, it's now's our time more than ever, I feel like, you know, because we did have social movements, obviously, throughout the years, throughout the past century. But there's not been nothing as prominent as this one that we see on the media more today than ever before. And it's times like this one really need to take that ball down the court and really make, make the goal. You really need to make the shot. Um, and I, that's one thing I try to tell younger people and even older people too. If you have lived through this experience in your 50s, 60s, 70s, take those experiences and bring back down to those younger generations who mm -hmm. don't know what's going on because yeah. they may read the textbook and there may not be the full truth on things. And they may not know what you actually did in your life if you had actually a lot of experiences. So it's really just working with everyone in that sense. And I have, you know, people on my network all around like that, that just really want to shine the light and really mm -hmm. help, help everyone else out with that. So, so not, now I think I got one more question for one more major one here I want to run down. Mm -hmm. So if you could tell anyone about the BDN, about joining the BDN or anything empowering, what would be your takeaway? What would be one thing you want to tell someone about your life experience or about how you should, you know, go about the next step, next phase to do, to be happier, to be more successful in your life? Sure. Um, I know it's a big I question. Think, Take a minute to think if you need to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, and I mentioned it before, I have gotten into a space in my life and in my career where, you know, I have to be authentic. And what I have realized as I've progressed is that it really has been my authenticity that has garnered the respect from my peers and my colleagues and has allowed me to reach the level that I have, um, that, I, that I've reached. I think that the other 
the other important thing is, and I know it's easier said than done, um, for some people is to really speak the truth. The one thing that I always do is speak the truth. And while some folks may not want to hear it, it's not something that they can deny. And at the end of the day, they'll appreciate you for speaking the truth. And I think when you are able to do that, um, there's a sense of freedom. When you're able to be yourself, you're able to be unapologetic, you're able to speak the truth, you're able to, and you know, I'm big on purpose, able to, you know, live, learn, and, and lead with purpose and not have anything stopping you and specifically not putting the roadblocks in front of yourself, you get a sense of peace. It really is just like, you breathe and you worry less and you're, you're able to take more action because you have the energy to take action because you're not spending it worrying about things and really understanding what matters and what doesn't. And you, you have control of your future. You, only you can define what your future looks like. And for me, I've been able to focus on that um, and, and be able to create my own my own story. And as it relates to BDN, I think in my experience and as I, you know, as a participant in the programming and now working with BDN is they've always been unapologetic. It's always, this is what we are about. This is who we are about. This is the work that we're going to do. Um, and you know, you know, Maurice, Maurice is just like, <laughs> it, it's just, it's nothing but facts. It's facts mm -hmm. and the truth and he tells it like it is and we shouldn't have to apologize for that. And right. BDN, again, for me, has, has helped kind of push that in me because this is who I am, this is what I'm about, this is who I'm about and I'm not going to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. That's good and I like that. And that's really important for, I think for a lot of young people to a lot of really understand to really not apologize for what you were given. You know, we were given this this life, this status, and we're working from it for what we can do. And I think that journey that everyone creates is so unique and it's so empowering to everyone else around them. So that's really good. I like that. That's really good. So before I finish up, um, is there any social media handles you want anyone to follow, Twitter or Instagram, anything, what yours is, if you want to just- Sure. So on Instagram and Twitter, I am at Dr. Dr. Underscore w. L. Small. And Facebook, it's Dr. W. L. Small, because they don't let you put the underscore. Um, but you right. can just find me under Wajida Small. Name is relatively unique. So if you just type in Wajida, W-A-A-J-I-D-A, -A you will find me. Um, and you can also follow uh, my podcast, the Leading with Purpose podcast which is at Leading With Purpose Podcast on Instagram. And of course, my book. Um, Any book. <laughs> yes, my book is currently available for pre-order on my website, which is my first and last name, ygdasmall.com slash book. And you will find it there, learn more about the book, read some early reviews. Um, and I'm just really excited about just this, the fact that BDN is you know, starting this 
podcasts, allowing for us to amplify our voices. And they've always given us a platform, but this is just another way. And this is such a, a, a great way to reach a wider audience. So I am honored to be the first guest <laughs> and I am super excited for everything <laughs> that's going to that's going to come out of all of this and all of the other wonderful things that BDN has in the works. Great. I appreciate that. Thank you, Regina. I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. This is great. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. That was good. I'm glad we were able to wrap that up. So um, like I mentioned before, every week we'll have a different guest, someone from a different perspective, a different career perspective of academic uh, world or professional world. And so I hope you guys really enjoyed that and stay tuned for the next episode. It'll be podcast number two coming up next week. Thanks again and check out our website and make sure you also attend the conference coming up this October. Check out the blackphdnetwork.com and sign up, register to the for the conference and we'll look forward to seeing you there. Thanks a lot.